0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: If I can't do it, home, you can't be done. What up though? Back from the buy. Which means I'm also back with another five-piece for that head top. So let's get into it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So back, feeling refreshed partly because of the bye week and uh having a break from the perils of Chargers fandom super helpful i mean i'm also a miami hurricanes fan and i'm not sure if you guys keep up with college football but if you do you probably know that mario crystal ball is public enemy number one for all canes fans but that is not what you tuned in for Uh, another reason why feeling kind of perky is got my you know morning workout in i'm up before the sun most mornings 4:15 15 ish with the rest of the breakfast club. Um, my crew of uh, maniacs in there getting it in at the butt crack of dawn. But I think that's important, man. Self-care. I take very seriously and I guess welcome to my TED talk. Um, but, yo, if you don't have what you need, you're not filling up your tank. Then what good are you to everyone else in your life? So make sure that you're taking care of you so that you can take care of the rest of the people that you um, care about and love. So. Wanna grow on. But anyway, uh Baton leadoff. And a lot of these names are important when you look at the prime time matchup coming up against the Dallas Cowboys on Monday Night Football. We're gonna rattle off a few names here and talk about why they're important. I mean, some of it's pretty obvious, but here we go anyway. Gotta talk about it. Austin Eckler, why? Well, it's because the running game has been in the toilet. Since week one, I think some of that has to do with game planning, not understanding which running backs fit what type of schemes. Uh, We keep talking about this ad nauseum, but the Chargers have this proclivity to roll out into, I don't know, outside zone runs a bunch, especially with guys who aren't suited for, it, particularly Joshua Kelly. And, you know, even though Isaiah Spiller saw uh, a heavier workload last week still not utilizing him properly i would say you saw him uh contribute in the passing game but he's much better suited for that outside zone stuff he can also run inside you know better vision y- y'all have heard me say this multiple times so i don't need to keep beating the dead horse but eckler coming back maybe settles the running game which is going to be important for a couple of reasons you got a banged up justin herbert with fractured finger on his non-throwing hand and if you don't have to lean on him as much to be Superman then I think that is probably your best option uh, let the dude go to work but don't put it all on his shoulders because I mean you know what ends up happening if it doesn't work out and you got the criticism of he's not coming through when the team needs him and you lose all context because if you're getting the fact that the running game is supposed to be complimentary, the charges are not a run first team, but Uh, They should be able to game plan it up for specific opponents from week to week. So I would expect that some weeks you would lean more heavily on the running game than the pass. Um, Not just to help your quarterback out, but to create that balance so that teams don't necessarily know what to expect. So Austin, welcome back, man. Uh, Hopefully we can get this running game back on track. you be the catalyst for it. I don't care. We just got to get it figured out. You got good old Derwin James coming back and man. Oh, man this is an interesting topic because we all know the importance of dj but we also know that he's best utilized as an in-the-box safety and for some reason the charges cannot figure that out now some of that could be due to personnel even though we were running through some of these same issues last year and then you had naz so i don't quite get why it was such a big deal then but i would say that watching that game two weeks ago with Dean Marlowe and Raheem Lane probably helps you in your assessment of guys that you can trust in the back end, which should allow Derwin to roam more freely within the box where he belongs, where he's best suited. Not sure what's going to happen this week, but hopefully the Chargers took the bye, saw the performance of those two gentlemen, and figure out a way to incorporate them into the game plan this week. Probably means someone has to get skirted down to the practice squad in order to make room, but got to do what you got to do. You don't want to play around with this Dallas team. Joey Bosa, I'm guessing, is back? Um, when I'm recording this, I mean, he hadn't practiced, really, to this point. I mean, with the team, I think he was off to the side doing individual drills. Maybe. Don't quite remember, but he wasn't a full participant in practice, if he practiced at all, at this point in time. Do I think he'll be back? I sure hope so. I mean... You had the last game off. You were dealing with the toe issue in addition to the hamstring issue. So maybe they're just giving him additional rest. But it would be really nice to have him around putting that pressure on deck in that three, four man uh, rotation of your edge guys. So Joey, I guess welcome back, maybe? Uh, we'll see. But collectively, in this game as a whole, I think it's vital that All of these guys are participants because you can't go into this contest, you know, kind of half stepping. I would say all hands on deck are necessary because regardless as to how you feel about the Dallas Cowboys and that performance or that stinker that they put up against the 49ers, uh, they're probably going to come in pissed off and they're still very talented. I mean, it's certain areas, uh, especially on the defensive side of the ball and the Chargers are going to have to hold their own. Um, I'll get to how I feel about how the game probably plays out later on. But for right now, uh, these three guys, those particular three names, I think need to be on the field and available in order for the charges to play optimally on both sides of the ball. So let's see how that goes. And hopefully, uh, yeah, we have our full cast of characters or as many of them as possible. Uh, it's just in their best interest.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com Daily bonuses are waiting No purchase necessary, void where prohibited by law 18 plus, terms and conditions apply See website for details
1: Now uh If you've been around long enough Here particularly You know what it is with me I pride myself on being objective And honest And I'm not sure at what point That became The recipe for negativity And or hate I don't subscribe to that I'm not from that school so you're never gonna see me beating around a bush about things and every opinion that I give is going to be based upon facts that I can provide you now facts and feelings are very different things and I've come to realize that several folks with regard to this team lean more on how they feel about things which is fine it's just that feelings are fleeting facts are facts feelings are not concrete facts are now with new facts you can update your opinion which is fine i actually suggest that you do that but if you just you know week to week flying off the handle based on emotion then yeah it's a dangerous way to go about things and life in general but you know moving along in the number two because i think this is very important who is this team right now through four games Can you honestly say that, you know, follow up question, how often have you actually been able to answer that question right away without really having to think about it? Weird, isn't it? With regard to who the charges are in the 2023 season through four games, the name that probably pops in your head, which is really no different than the last few years, is Justin Herbert because the team pretty much lives and dies on that arm. And now the legs kind of (laughs) sort of interestingly enough, not having an identity is what I think keeps this team middling. They don't know who they are. They kind of cosplay in certain areas. Like again, I go back to week one and it felt like they were going to lean more on that downhill running game, which is what they talked about, but they haven't really committed to it. And I mean, you can blame some of that on Eckler being out, but I don't think that really makes sense because, the guys that were there that became the de facto RB one and RB two are actually more suited for a downhill running game. So it's kind of more Bizarro world stuff, but ultimately this team goes as Justin Herbert does. And I understand it. He's the face of your franchise. Typically that's kind of how you want things. But again, I think this uh, team not having an identity for anything other than being led by justin herbert is again what's keeping them kind of in the middle of the road uh y'all know my stance on offense really how i feel about football in general old school football dude i would love a run first offense but that's not the nfl that we live in but balance to me would be a huge improvement for this team overall and everything that they aspire to do. Do I think running the ball translates into wins automatically? Like some out there? No. Um, I think having a strategy for your running game and how to implement it based on, uh, your personnel is important. And it's something that you should try to figure out how to make happen. Uh, just because for several reasons, actually outside of helping your quarterback out and creating balance, uh, you want to be a team that can salt games away on the ground. You want to be able to impose your will. You want to have strength in your offensive and defensive fronts. Speaking of offensively, you know, specifically right now, where you can just cram the ball down other teams' throats. Now, is that going to be a recipe that works every week? Nah, but you should at least have, you know, the ability to threaten it, make teams respect it. And going into this week, I think. The running game is going to be very important again. Whether or not the Chargers are going to show a commitment to it, I don't know. But I would imagine that coming out of the bye week, there had to have been an emphasis on it. Now, the Dallas defensive front is no joke. So I don't expect the Chargers to just go in and push them around. What I would like to see, though, is to make the attempt. I mean, I get the three yards in a cloud of dust stuff, and it's not the sexiest brand of football, but... That's not how you're going to win every football game. And when I say that, I'm speaking to just tossing it around the yard because the more opportunity you take to drop Justin Herbert back, the more chances you take at there being an errant or two, or the pressure getting home to him more often than it should be, specifically against a team like the Dallas Cowboys. You know what's coming this week on the edge. Michael Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence. You sure you want to play around with that? Do you want to drop Herbert back? I don't know. High 30, 40 plus times. Is that what you want to do? I'm not necessarily sure that I think that's a recipe for success. I mean, if you got your uh, starting running back, coming back and two guys that, you know, were able to sort of kind of get in the groove, I guess you can say more so Kelly. uh, But now what you should be able to do is open up the playbook. And I feel like this could be uh, one of those staple Kellen Moore games. It's a grudge match. Y'all see what's going on in Dallas right now and how Dak is looking. uh, And, you know, of course, that's all Kellen Moore's fault somehow. But this is a chance for Kellen to come in and have a signature OC performance. Get the running game involved. Allow the running game to open up the passing game, which helps not only Herbert, but your backs, and essentially, that number one wide receiver that you have—sorry, the the wide receiver that you drafted in the first round—he's not your number one wide receiver right now. Hell, he's not your two, and I guess he's like three uh, in title. That's even in question when you consider Darius Davis. But all of these things are how you can help to incorporate your players to create a more balanced attack against a defense that is no joke. And if you've been paying attention dallas cowboys win a lot of their games because of their defense so you got to do what you got to do in order to try to neutralize those pass rushers i don't expect them to go out there and completely stymie uh lawrence and um michael parsons that's not really it's not realistic what you should be able to do though is get them on their heels a little bit run at those guys and make them at least consider the running game instead of pinning their ears back to get after Herbert because you don't want to see that all day it can get ugly very quickly and again do you want your quarterback who's already a little banged up taking shots from those guys on the edge Trey Pipkins (laughs) I might give him a little bit of help this week because everyone's kind of keying in on Michael Parsons and you got, you know, babyface bully over there on the left side that should be able to handle his business. Hopefully, he's healthier this week because last week or week prior was arguably his worst performance as a pro to this point. But Trey Pipkins, you don't want him one on one often with Demarcus Lawrence because, I mean, you saw the Max Crosby effect a couple of weeks ago. I'm not saying Demarcus Lawrence is max crosby but if he's not on the same tier he's a tick lower probably tier two and no lower than that do what you got to do to help your guys out adjust to account for your weaknesses or player weaknesses so that you can play to your overall strengths and allow those dudes to perform to the best of their abilities i feel like a broken record because i keep asking for this and it doesn't seem to quite be happening the way that I would like. But again, it falls back on having that lack of identity. But since I've talked about identity so much, it kind of flies in the face of making the adjustments from week to week because knowing who you are is important, but also not beating your head against the wall in, you know, being stubborn in what you're accustomed to doing as opposed to making a game plan that fits the uh opponent for that week. So, again, you have to have a balance do what you do but mix it in with what works best against who you're playing that particular week i think Kellen moore can do that on the defensive side of the ball though Yeah, Brandon's going to have to get out of his own head i think it's best if the defense just simplifies things once again something we've all been requesting for the longest time this week is as good as any to make sure that that happens uh it's all we can do at this point ask, in is, is ask, sorry. If it doesn't go down this week, I don't know. It may never. Brandon may just be stuck in his ways and you could be playing these games every single week where your backs are against the wall at the end of a game and you got to figure out how to make a play. Maybe it's just what we have to get used to as Chargers fans if we're not already. There may not be any change in the near future, but I'm good with You know a two score win went by nine eight ten i'd be just fine with that give me a break we all need one
0: it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper
1: not sure how I made it this far into the five without mentioning that young Deuce Vaughn is going to be making his professional appearance at SoFi Stadium, Cowboys rookie running back. And some of you out there may be wondering, Craig, why do you care about that? And for those of you who don't know, uh, there's this running joke. It's like the six degrees of Craig, like who doesn't Craig know? Because I'm connected to a bunch of different professional athletes somewhere or another, whether it's like relation through family or close friends or even my eldest son which is where the deuce connection comes in Uh, he and my son were high school teammates uh, really good buddies and friends to this day so i have a vested interest in the kid's career and want him to succeed just not on monday night so keep it to a minimum kid do me a favor (laughs) but it's not really deuce that i'm looking for to go off which brings me to the number three of course we need the Chargers' stars to show up and you can look at a few different guys uh you could say this is the kellen moore grudge game because he was a scapegoat in dallas and uh, they mutually agreed to part ways and everybody liked to point the fingers as to why uh you know their offense had some struggles in clutch moments particularly dak prescott but as we can see dak throwing picks regardless is who's calling plays so yeah never mind that Or you could go to Quentin Johnston, who's from Temple, Texas, which is like almost two hours from Dallas. Actually, Temple's closer to me. It's about 45 minutes away. So him showing up on the national stage against, quote unquote, his hometown team, probably be a big deal. Or even Austin Eckler coming back and making his presence known again in the running game and showing the charges that they may want to consider as I've mentioned before potentially bringing him back because he's clearly a vital piece to the team and you can't just plug and play anybody to replace him but those aren't the guys that I'm really focused on I'm looking at you Joey Bosa Mr. Big Bear why is that because a lot of people have been asking questions man and it's getting to the point to where you have to wonder if they're warranted starting to develop a reputation as being someone who makes mistakes uh, boneheaded ones like just a disciplined thing uh, in certain areas but also kind of gotten the tag of being injury prone I mean Joey's played in less than 75% of his regular season games throughout his career which is a little jarring um, some of that stuff you know concussions things of that nature is really nothing you can do anything about but it doesn't help the fact that people are being critical of him anyway I guess it just comes with the territory he's got to have a big night you've got all the requisite pieces around you in that front particularly opposite you in the edge game that can allow you to do some damage because they can't double everyone and Thule has been a breath of fresh air for this defense and he has aided Joey tremendously think joey's what got three sacks so in the three games that he's appeared in he has three sacks total and uh, i know at least two of them can be attributed to Thule. with that being said we just need you to show up man be healthy and continue to prove to be a dominant edge rusher the one that you came into the league known as and you know you with good reason held that title as one of the top edge rushers in the nfl we just need a little bit more of that from you consistently and with you know, guys like Khalil Mack, you know, an elder statesman, showing up every week, still playing at a pretty high level, even if he isn't getting consistent sacks every week, he's still a menace in the run game, setting a solid edge and still getting pressures and, of course, setting uh, records as of two weeks ago. We need some consistency from Joey. And the only way that he can be consistent is if he's actually on the field. So I'm looking for you, my man, to be one of the guys that stand out on Monday night because uh, whether you believe it or not, even though Dak is mistake prone, if you give him time, he can carve you up. And it's going to be a big deal getting to him and not allowing him to get comfortable and in a rhythm. And joy, you're going to play a huge part in that. So that's right, man. We need you to put on looking forward to it. Coming off of a bye, you would think that the team's probably very relaxed, uh, ready to roll, man. And everyone's just looking forward to getting another game under their belt and getting back on the field. But here's the reality. The Chargers need this game. I know some people aren't thinking of it that way because if they were to lose, they'd be two and three. And, you know, it's not the end of the world. But think about these next two games. Cowboys. Chiefs do you really want to go into arrowhead two and three because you know another close game is probably on the horizon all the charges and chiefs do well really it's all the charges do in general but specifically against the chiefs they give them a good game up until the end and then something happens and you know the story how things generally go with the chiefs <clears throat> you could potentially come out of that two and four it's a different ball game after that and then it's an uphill climb we're accustomed to that as Chargers fans, also. It's not something we really want to see. So that's why I've entitled this one, number four. The pressure your time is getting too heavy. Reason being, other than what I just laid out for you, you're coming into a situation against a team that's kind of sort of in flux. You've been paying attention to the national media, which, I mean, I don't necessarily take my cues from, but I listen to what's going on because, you know. Football junkie comes with the territory, but right now this Cowboys offense is not only stuck in the mud. Their number one wide receiver, C.D. Lamb, is about a game away from being downright disgruntled. Uh, Jerry Jones is doing Jerry Jones things, and that's never good for anyone. <clears throat> and you've got guys like their special team spark plug and actually former teammate and big brother of sorts to Darius Davis, uh, Kevontae Turpin, who I believe is questionable with an ankle injury. Um, they've got a couple of other major injuries, like at the second level. You got Leighton Vanderesh out now. And then I think Deron Bland, who was actually – Uh, The replacement who stepped in for Trevon Diggs, who went down for the year. He had a situation last game, too. Um, I haven't checked the injury report to see if he's on it for this week or not. But there are potential issues at both the second and third level. So much so at the second level uh, that they are looking at moving uh, their star player on defense to outside linebacker and Micah Parsons, which, I mean, depends on how you want to look at it. It's helpful, but also hurtful. Because of the different maneuvering they can do with them and uh, nightmares they can create in the pass rush with that uh, game plan. But, yo, this is a team that I mean, we've already mentioned it just came off of a 32 point throttling and they've got all of these issues. So you would think they're susceptible to taking a loss. You would want to pounce on this opportunity because this may be the weakest that the Cowboys are all year. Now, they have their other issues on offense, particularly with their quarterback. Who I'm not going to bag on anymore because I've given that enough energy. Most of it's been negative, but you know, a lot of it's well-deserved. <laughs> they are not a whole team right now. And in certain ways, they're reeling and they're trying to figure it out before they get deeper into the season and then completely fall apart. This is your chance to really take advantage of them, get a win, and have yourself seem like you're more of a competitor in the league, specifically in the AFC. If you can take down the Dallas Cowboys, that's saying a lot. Granted, I know that they lost to the Arizona Cardinals. We've already been down that road, and we saw what just happened to them with the 49ers, but you can't make that comparison because ain't nobody the Niners in the league right now, so take that for what it's worth. But, yo, there is pressure associated with this game, and... Again, not trying to look too far ahead, but you know, just peeking a little bit around the corner, going in arrowhead three and two as opposed to uh, you know, the inverse of that is uh much more appealing and going arrowhead and play potentially a close game and maybe get over the hump this time around and things look a lot brighter for you and you're taking a lot more seriously around the league and then suddenly, you know, you might be able to make a couple moves here and there, which I still don't believe they'll do. I'm talking about trade deadline stuff, and I just think the charges are kind of set in their ways, and if they're actually four and two, they they probably ain't making any moves whatsoever, because it just You know, it it justifies them in sitting still. They'll feel like they have everything they need right now. And I know a lot of people out there wondering, well, you know, if you're kind of on the brink of things and it makes sense to try to go after somebody. But based on where they stand right now with the cap situation going into next year and just the fact that I don't believe they'll be willing to offer up draft picks because of the fact that the team is probably going to look a bit different next year with some of those top names that you uh, come to know and love. Those picks aren't going to mean that much more to the Chargers. They're going to be at a premium because they are going to have to lean on young talent to keep this thing going. They're not going to be able to just keep pulling out um, veterans that you're going to have to pay and pay big money to. And I understand that the Chargers do like their cap gymnastics and Ed McGuire is a genius in that way. But at some point, those bills come due. And eventually, you just got to do it the old school way. Draft, develop, and build from within. But this week, they should be feeling the pressure because it's there. Whether or not anyone on the outside wants to admit to it, or internally, they need to get this done, for sure.
0: Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com.
1: It's my little escape.
0: Now Judy's the life of the party.
1: Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon.
0: Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumba. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Come on, man. We all know this is a massive game for the Chargers. I've already talked about how they don't really have an identity outside of Justin Herbert, but a win in this game would go a long way in proving otherwise. I mean, if they can win outside of it being on the arm of Justin Herbert, that is, this is going to take a team effort. You've got a squad that's coming in here, probably pretty pissed off, as we've mentioned before. I mean, you got curb stumped by the Niners, completely embarrassed. And I'm just. Imagining that you can't wait to get back on the field to get that taste out of your mouth. So, the Chargers are going to have to do a couple of things. And I'm going to speak to this first and foremost because um, nothing worse than a person who complains about stuff and doesn't offer up potential solutions to problems, right? So, with that being said, number five is what I'm going to give you some. Because it doesn't necessarily mean that the Chargers are going to take what I'm saying. I mean, first of all, they can't hear me unless they listen to this. And they might, you know, never know who you're reaching. But it's just what I would like to see them do. At least make up uh, points of emphasis and do their best to either avoid it or uh, push it forward to ensure that they have a better chance of success in this matchup. Uh, first thing I got to do is withstand the surge. You don't get the crap kicked out of you like that, and then just show up lollygagging the next week. Not if you have any pride about you. And the Cowboys fancy themselves one of the top teams in the NFL. I mean, losing to the Cardinals yeah, probably didn't help that very much. So, yeah. But, I mean, there's no shame in getting like the crap kicked out of you by the 49ers. It's going to happen to many more teams this year. I mean, clearly the 49ers look like the best team in the NFL right now, so... I don't think you should feel too badly about that. Now, the fact that it looks like you quit before the game was over, yeah, that ain't great. But they got some dogs on the uh, Dallas uh, Cowboys offense and defense, but particularly on the defensive side of the ball. Let's just be honest. This is a, what, top five and top ten. They're both ranked in there, offensive and defensive lines, so the trenches are going to be on fire. And you know, mm, it's not necessarily the Chargers strong suit. The interior of the offensive line is still coming together. It's not exactly where I felt like they would be by now, but also Corey Lindsley's not available. And so that throws things a bit out of whack. And you got two young guards on the inside still acclimating and all that good stuff. But hopefully these two weeks that you've had to kind of focus on this game plan will give you a bit of a leg up there. And also I forget what the number is like, of teams that play the 49ers what their win loss record is and no, no no sorry take that back I forget how many of them it's been I forget how long the streak has been but for quite some time teams that play the 49ers lose the next game so regardless as to whether they beat the Niners or not I would assume it's because they come out battered and bruised cuz that's what the Niners do they play a physical brand of football it takes its toll so you got the Chargers coming back after a bye in the extra day because they play on Monday You got uh, the Dallas Cowboys that could potentially still be licking their wounds and they're missing a few guys. Uh, But outside of those things, something else that's super important is you cannot be the cure to what ails them. But, you know, the Chargers are kind of famous for that. Yeah, got a porous run game. Come on down to SoFi. Chargers will fix that right up for you for one afternoon. You'll be feeling like gold. Any running back can look like a Hall of Famer. Not sure why that's the case. Is what it is. Can't get your passing game off of the ground? Greatest show on turf. Immediately. Just give it about five minutes. You'll be cooking in no time. Dog, I just... I don't know why that's the case. But that can't happen this week. Mainly because, again, I'm going to keep stressing this. You've had two weeks to get ready for this. So... Guys like Dak Prescott, who are known to give the ball away, you can't have him come in and suddenly turn into Tom Brady on you. Or the fact that Brandon Cooks has seemed almost non-existent in this offense. Brandon freaking Cooks. Brandon Cooks, who goes for over 1,000 yards receiving uh, probably since he came out of the womb. The Chargers will fix that right up. Don't know why it's the case. It's just how it is. But you can't allow that to happen this week. I know that there are a bunch of you guys out there that in your mind, you've already come to the conclusion that the Chargers are going to find a way to lose this game. And I don't blame you. I understand. But I'm not going to go the jaded route. I'm going to continue to lean on the fact that these cats have had two weeks to prepare. I've said that multiple times throughout this pod, probably more than I can remember. And you're probably tired of hearing me have said it as many times as I have. But the truth of the matter, I find it very difficult to believe that with that extra time and the fact that you have a former coach from their team just from last year in your building, that you will come out there on Monday night and lay an egg. Please don't do it, because the last thing I want to do is come back here next week and have to cook everybody. Brandon Staley's already on the clock. I will name names and have no problem going all the way in on you don't be that person i don't want to have to cherry pick anyone i don't want to do it so just go out there handle your business i i mean i would appreciate it if it wasn't a close game but that's all the charges really know how to do so i'm not going to deceive myself give myself any false hope there probably will be a close game with that said i'm not going to give a score prediction now actually i'll take that back you may have already heard my score prediction on uh, the lightning round table. So with that being said, I can say it safely now because you've heard it already. Let's go Chargers. Against that defense. Oh boy. 27-24. I, do I feel confident in it? Hmm. But again, two weeks. So that's it for me, man. Uh, Y'all Will see us back here For after hours On Monday night And hopefully I'm in a good mood Pray for me Y'all take it easy until the next one man Um, Be easy Be cool Uh, Hope you got your heart meds and everything in order You had an additional week to get it done So uh, if you didn't that's on you Defibrillators all that keep them close Because as Chargers fans we know probably going to need them again appreciate y'all uh but no matter what i will be back with another five piece for that head top whether i am pissed off or not because that is what i have sworn myself to do and i am a man of my word so catch y'all later go